0: so in studio i have Amos kevin annan emos is a good and an old friend he's been doing a lot of things these days he organizes uh, programs one of which he calls the creative Couples conclave where he tries to strengthen men and women in their marriages to get things moving again but today we want him to help us to know how do you prioritize family because of all the things that we're saying you want to do in 2020 family is not the most important if not the most important so how do you prioritize family how do you allocate your time between your work between your family and between other things to make sure that you don't win at work and lose at home or that you don't win in church and lose at home because a lot of people seem to be succeeding in their careers but they're having difficult dysfunctional families so how do you maintain that balance what kind of goals can you set for your family how do you prioritize your marriage how do you prioritize your parenting so that you don't have a skewed and imbalanced life so that's why i've called amos to come in good morning amos welcome to the show Good morning. It's been a long time. Oh, you are here every Saturday? Even no, no, evening. no. A
1: conversation with yourself. Oh, since the uh, breakfast me. show. <laughs> yeah, things
0: have... Things have
1: uh... I was listening to one of our conversations. That dates back like 15 years ago. Oh, really? In the early 2000s? <laughs> yes. Amazing. And uh, it sounded to me like it was today. They, some because things do The don't issues we discuss—they the don't change. They, they they are still around.
0: Some things will never change. So, yes. what do you want to approach? How do you want to approach today's topic? All right.
1: Okay. So, the home—the mm-hmm. home is a very essential part of our existence as human beings. Mm-hmm. Now, the home is a place where we are forming mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. We are forming values. So, I prefer to call the home the heart of the house. Okay. The house is actually a structure, Mm. but the home is the atmosphere that we create. Mm. That is why you can find somebody feeling homely at city and not at his house. And increasingly, we are finding a lot of men, husbands, Mm -hmm. running out of the house. To find comfort and solace... Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Either with the boys' boys, with sports, mm-hmm. with work, with some chill-out, basically. They just, because men go into hiding whenever there is tension. Men don't like that. Mm-hmm. Sadly, some women have developed a bring-it-on posture. And when a man sees that you've taken the posture of bring-it-on, he will rather go quiet or stonewall you. And when that happens, you would not be doing it right. So it's been said that you either construct your home as a wise builder or as a foolish builder. Mm. The distinction between the two is that one is negligent. Mm -hmm. The other is diligent. So I have to approach my home construction and creation of the atmosphere not as a negligent person. In other words, I, may, I must necessarily take notice of the small things. Okay. I've been reading a guy who has written a book on reading people like a book. Okay. And one of the things he says is that if you are not a native, you have to notice the things natives take for granted. And I find it very striking. Mm. So we have to be diligent. Diligent means timely interventions, Diligent means doing things quickly and don't miss out on the time because time is of essence. Mm-hmm. When um, the late Brother Hatchful taught us, unto you for Christ, time management, he says, time before time is no time and time after time is equally no time. So you've got to be on time mm-hmm. and being on time is time. Now, those who build negligently do so hurriedly. They are hogwashers, they're in a rush, it's a fast track mode. Mm-hmm. But those who do it diligently, they are well-crafted
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they have a certain end in view. Steve Covey says, begin with the end in mind mm. in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. A book I recommend to all. There are individuals who are building the home and what they're doing is that they're actually at a stage of dependency. Mm-hmm. So I become what you make me. So if I don't become what I wish to be, you are the one to be blamed. They strive to move out of the dependency space and get into a state of independence. Mm -hmm. So you find that in a home, you are likely to find individuals there who say they are building the home, but they are independent individuals in the home. Mm -hmm. I was just sharing with Richie. Uh, something I read about the flamingos. Uh And I discovered that the flamingo is an animal that can stand on one leg and fall asleep. bury his head in his feathers. And so to wait, he says that I'm good alone. But if you're building a home, we are better together. You cannot be good alone in a home. We've got to pursue an agenda that says that we're better together. Now the question also is this that the home environment you're creating or crafting is it on a solid ground or on a sandy soil the things that you're using to construct this intangible atmosphere Mm -hmm. in the home would they stand the test of time because I have seen over the period that I've worked with relationships and marriages, and I've done this for three decades, is that relationships always oscillate. They they move between tranquility and turbulence. Now, what we are seeing today is that whenever there is turbulence, people want out. But when there's tranquility, they share testimonies. So they go to church, they go to their faith setting, and and... Tell how good my spouse is. <laughs> but when there is turbulence, when there is turbulence, they can't stand it. So in these days, um, when I'm talking to prenuptials, those who have not yet entered into marriage, I, I help them to build their marriages with turbulence in mind. Because it's important to understand. It's like our vehicles. Our vehicles are designed with turbulence in mind. That's why you have the shock absorbers. So each one of us needs a certain shock absorber. That when you go into a relationship or marriage and building home, you're likely going to do it in that fashion. The other thing also is this, that people should ask themselves, are you building your home just to make a name for yourself or to make a name for God? That is to glorify God. If God is the end recipient and the um, what we, chief examiner of your marriage, then you are not the chief examiner. So you are not in there just to please yourself. Mm. I've mediated many relationships and you discover that one party is there to please themselves. And they can tell the other party, I'm not in this to please you. So get off my back. Get off my back. (laughs) But you see, the thing is, a good family passing is both a burden and a blessing. It sounds inconsistent, But that's what it is. In one breath, you wish they were off. In another breath, you can't do without them. They are indispensable. And at a certain point, you feel they are dispensable. So we should begin to look at what it is that we're using as the constructional material for our homes. Now, home must have harmony for it to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Now, if individuals at home cannot create a harmony. There's no way we'll be able to build our home because people grow well when there's harmony. In a state of discord, confusion, every evil practice can be seen. We are jostling each other out of the space. We are undercutting each other. We are undermining our authority. We are reducing each other to nothing. And when that happens, harmony would have been sacrificed. So each one of us needs to look at the state of harmony in our homes. So harmony is one of the key building blocks. It's a key building harmony. block. Harmony. Harmony. We need harmony at home. Okay. But the harmony must start between the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Where it is that you are talking about husband and wife. Then that harmony must be also between them as parents mm-hmm. with their children. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what we are seeing today is this, that so many people are investing so much time in their children that they have very little energy to invest or even relate to their spouses. Mm -hmm. Others are doing it to their work, to the detriment of the relationship. But I always remind spouses that before you became a parent, you were a spouse. And when you get into an empty nest experience, you come back to spouse. And the kids grow and leave. They leave. Mm. And so don't wait until they have left. Before you now start bonding. You start bonding. Mm. So the whole issue of friendship in the home, we need to have a friendly posture. My friend Dr. Joe Safo says that the home must be a sanatorium. And a, san- a sanatorium is like the psychiatric post, mm-hmm. where, you know, the psychiatric inmates are not seen as weird by the people who provide care to them. They see them as being in their normal state. So I bring the picture of my father when he would be on four limbs and he galloped like a horse. But he's not a horse because at home you are your light self mm-hmm. without trying to put an artifice to yourself. No smokescreen, no screensavers, no tweaked images. A guy took a photo. And when they brought the pictures to him electronically, hmm. he said, the picture looks nicer than myself. <laughs> <They are embellished. laughs> because it's been embellished. It's been tweaked to look mm-hmm. better. Now, at home, can I look insane and still be received favorably by my family? Mm. My dad used to roll like a like, uh, uh, And you see us, we're, we're having fun, we're excited. <laughs> but he could not have done that to his friends at Four specialties those days, which became Nestle. And so at the home, you should look insane without being judged, Mm. without being condemned, without being thrown over the cliff. But what we find is this, that some will say things like, I can't stand that nonsense. Pardon my language, but people are saying that. The slightest thing, I can't stand this. You should be able to stand that person because we are friends. And the interesting thing with friendship is that friends hurt you to heal you. Mm. When a friend hurts you, so those who are Christian, for instance, who hear things like the wounds of a friend can be trusted. Why? Because they hurt you to heal you. Mm. And it is only those who are closest to you who can help you hurt you profoundly. And when they hurt you, it's deep. It's deep. And so the second thing is friendship in the home. So friendship there's harmony and then there's friendship. Friendship, yes. Are we friends? Are we mm. building that friendship? You see, people don't know the difference between you are my friend and I'm friendly towards you. Mm. You can be friendly towards people without necessarily making them your friend. Okay. And even when it comes to friendship, we have different levels of friendship. We have friendship you exchange just pleasantries with. We have friendship you share ideas with. We have friendship you cross-breed ideas. Okay. And create a synergy for yourself. Mm. So you have to segment your friendships, and each one of us have different kinds of friends, okay. and and we should not lose sight of that because it's part of life. And 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 true, be said, families are under siege. Under siege. The the third thing is adjustment. 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 <laughs> hmm. The family requires that. We all adjust. Adjust. If you don't adjust, there's no way we can have coherency. Mm. Mm. It's like w- taking a walk. I may be a fast walker. You may be a slow walker. Mm-hmm. The fast walker has to adjust. Their adjust. To let the slow and the slow walker must also adjust. adjust. To improve, make it better. So you can't can 2 work together except they agree. They agree. That's basically what it is. It's important that in the family, we all learn to adjust. Because if we don't adjust, mm. we will not be able to live with the other so you're party. So talking both sides? Both sides. And you're also talking parents, kids, kids, parents. Yeah, it's very, very important. Children mm. need to adjust. In fact, I remember sharing with someone uh, my experience at a European youth camp and uh, one young girl told me that she's going to move out of the parents' setting and she will show them where power lies. <laughs> <laughs> she was waiting till 90 and she would do she that. frustrated. So I shared with her the story of a guy those days, Osofodazi. Osofodazi used to show us a lot of very, mm. very valuable lessons. Mm-hmm. And there was this edition where a guy goes to the parents and says to the dad and mom, you are becoming too much of a nuisance to me. <laughs> Calculate all the expenses you made on my life I'll pay and you. I'll pay you so that we are done. Wow. Then the parents sat together, husband and wife, Then they came up with an idea to go and torment this guy. (laughs) So one day, this guy is home with his family. Then, bum, they appear. Mm -hmm. And they start behaving like children. Mm. Screaming. This one says, I want to go to the loo. This Mm -hmm. one says, I want to be with you. And they were creating this scene in this guy's home. And the guy's wife was like, what's happening here? Because the lady didn't know what was happening. And then the mom... Of the gentleman took her aside and explained to her what the husband had said. And mm-hmm. she was taking aback <laughs> that her husband could go and make such a pronouncement <laughs> to his parents mm-hmm. because he wanted to pay them so that he's done with them. Get off his back. Get off the back. Mm-hmm. Now, when I shared the story with this young girl, she said to me, Oh, I've been ungrateful. You see, when people are in a family and they learn to adjust, they show consideration for others. Mm-hmm. They are also courteous. Because where you don't adjust, you say, this is who I am. You either take me or leave me. Mm -hmm. But nobody is cast in concrete. Mm. Nobody is gold. We are all frail because a human being is a bundle of both strengths and weaknesses. Mm. The interesting thing is that in the family, we get attracted to people's strengths. They will get put off by their weaknesses. But we actually in the family. To be able to adjust, you have to be ready to create accommodation for their weaknesses. Otherwise, you would not succeed. Now, there are some things that I call them as is common with all families. Mm -hmm. Talking about adjustments. Even the most perfect scenarios of families, there are things that need to be improved. So, qualitative improvement. We need to do a review of our own contribution to the family. Mm -hmm. Some will be quick to say, oh, in Genesis, Adam and Eve. But in that family, take that perfect family, Adam and Eve. There was blame game. So when you find blame game in your family, it's not a big thing. There was a runaway child. In that family, that perfect family, not just that, there was sibling rivalry, Mm -hmm. which led to the unfortunate death of one. So, there's a need for us all who are building families to understand that adjustment is a constant call. Mm. Because if you don't adjust, you can't fit together.
0: Interesting. We're still on Effective Living Series. My guest is Amos, Kevin Anand, and we're focusing on a family today. He's giving us the building blocks of healthy families. And it actually, he says harmony. And that's number one. And then friendship, number two adjustment number 3 he's explained all these concepts with examples so
1: moving on are we still on building blocks we are still on building blocks good, because well, the basics are the construction good conversations communication conversation and communication, communication. that's a big one there are two big things <laughs> you separate conversation from yes, communication yes. it's not the same communication tends to be very formal okay. very structured mm-hmm. conversations are informal mm. and makes you vulnerable mm hmm so in a family, we need to communicate clearly to create understanding. How do we do that? Sometimes we churn out facts and figures. That's fine. But we also connect feelings. And that is where conversations are a trump card. Otherwise, we get into what communication experts call functional communication, which is based on What we do, what we have done, what we are reporting, bring you on the page. But that is not intimate communication. Conversations tend to be more intimate. So we are connecting feelings. Then also create understanding in each other. You see, what I say, how you heard it, how you interpret and understood it, and your response may not be exactly what I expected as feedback. That is why communication is a very difficult thing. Because you can easily be misconstrued. And the most painful thing for a communicator is to have said it with good intentions. And be misinterpreted. Misinterpreted. So Mm. at every given time, we should endeavor to create understanding in whoever we are communicating with, especially in the family setting. Conversations tend to be very light and not heavy. And so, let's have more conversations as well. And less formal communication. Less formal communication. And this is where we can deploy current gadgets that are available. And speaking about gadgets, we've got to be careful. Because I saw a post that the guy said that your calendar has been replaced by your phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This has been replaced by your phone. Your watch has been... Everything has been replaced. Be careful your family is not replaced. That's an interesting one. In fact, it struck me. Mm. And it reminds me of a picture I saw in one of my trips out where there was a family. Mm -hmm. Sons and daughters had come together with their children and going to visit their parents who are the grandparents of these children. Mm -hmm. And when they got there, they were on their gadgets. Nobody was talking to anybody. No. The grandparent was sitting with nothing and was expecting a conversation. Everybody was texting, 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 whatsapping. So in talking about conversations... We can use WhatsApp to converse as family people. Some family folks have WhatsApp, WhatsApp pages platform. and all that. That's very, very good. Um, let's deploy technology. But technology it, should not replace it should not replace conversations. Technology is either seen as a threat or as a tool. Yes, sir. And in yes, your sir. mind, if you see technology as a threat to your family, then it means you've got to find ways of turning it around, flip it over for it to become a tool. So for Otherwise, example, if you can like be,
0: doing WhatsApp, you can be sending. You can do it, WhatsApp with your spouse. Your spouse every 10 minutes. WhatsApp yeah, send
1: her something. So that then your time spent then enhances the conversation. Because I've been to restaurants, sitting there, and then you see two individuals who probably may have come there to have a chat, and everybody's on their phone. I don't even know how that happened. But you see, it's it's a very sublime is thing. Is it a
0: habit? How does the. <laughs> I am asking, it's because it's almost like it becomes obsessive.
1: Yes. I mean, the technologies have given us two new words. One is. Uh, uh, techno friends, which is technology interference. So, for instance, we are here, uh, you hear humming or some vibration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's technology phone. interference. Somebody's calling. So, you are in a meeting, <laughs> somebody's phone is beeping yeah. or ringing. They say it's technology interfering with our friends. Techno friends. Now, the other one is Fabbing, P H U M B B I N G, Fabbing. And that is phone and snobbing put together okay. two words okay these are new lexicons that phone came like snobbing. 2012 there mm-hmm. which was introduced and so you notice that there are two people sitting there the person is connecting with people who are far away the but they have here. disconnected from you yeah so it, it means you need a conscious
0: decision to stop that we need to be present-minded i mean i saw an opera show where she decided that she was going to take gadgets from her family mm. so she said she's taking the man's tv the woman okay. had a tv in the kitchen the man had a, uh, a tv the boy had a gaming machine and the girl had a phone mm. and she said for one week she's going to put all those devices in a basket and that they should be a family again first two days they couldn't do it essentially this is difficult because the boy is used to playing his game yeah the woman is used to watching tv while she yeah. cooks so for first three days they didn't sort of yeah. It was not working, but by the fourth day, they had gone they to have dinner. They were they also were excited, and realised that they were drawing apart. It was such a powerful, yeah, depiction I mean, of
1: what I, I was at a couple's event at Fiesta Royale, mm-hmm. and a lady shared her story to the crowd. How, mm-hmm. how she took her right? husband's phone mm-hmm. and hid it in her office cabinet for ah. two weeks, <laughs> and the husband is a pastor. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't know, if, know can, if, you're if you are not careful. If are, that's too, I mean, extreme. A, a what, it, but the man he didn't die. Did he? No, he didn't die. So she said, he got to know that after all, he could live without the phone for two weeks. <laughs> No, but that's great. I think but maybe that's too extreme. So you, too extreme. So because you, if you do that to a choleric, they'll fight you. What do you mean? He, he'll be upset. You like see, cholerics one. are not relational by their nature. So really? if, if you do that, you create a deeper wedge between you and them. You annoy him more. More. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a sanguine who connects to others, like here, if you have a choleric boss, uh, I don't know if you have one here. When but he's yeah, late, pe- for instance, he won't greet anybody. People are hardly ever one. No, are, no, no, you there, are not. You are you are mixed, mixed up, but yeah. there's always a dominant and recessive. You are described by your dominant one, not your recessive one. I know, but I'm saying some, <laughs> see, sometimes
0: it's difficult to perceive because
1: some show
0: certain characteristics
1: in certain contexts. You see, we have what we call your natural disposition, and we have your adaptive disposition. The adaptive one is what you try to put out. Mm-hmm. Different circumstances and different settings. So, you find somebody who comes to city to work here, so Riziska, and they are not I, relational in nature. So Riziska, what are you? But the shadow you put them on, they have to be relational, otherwise, they uh, won't survive. So, that's an adaptive one. And I mean, nobody is cast in stone, Bernard. Speaking about this, though, so you don't forget you, you said three
0: things you said um, harmony, yeah. friendship, and adjustment. And I guess on the adjustment part, you need to know your spouse and your kids' temperament to let you know what to tolerate. It helps a lot. Right? Because, it for example, if lot. you have a very talkative uh, spouse who are sanguine mm-hmm. who always like they are happy and whatever you you probably would they know produce that. adrenaline uh-huh. <laughs> so you, if you know that this is how the person is then it helps you
1: to get into their it. space
0: uh-huh. Instead into of into their say do?"
1: Yeah, it's like the love languages. If I, I don't know. speak your love dialect, there's no way you connect with me loving. Let's learn through love languages quickly. since
0: I know people want to know. So there are, are about five love languages, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the first one is... Affirmation. Affirmation. Those are the
1: words of praise and... Positivity. Words of affirmation. Yeah, And then the there's one. touch. There's touch. Touch is a very complex one, especially before marriage. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay pure. If to Whoever is, <laughs> has touched then you have, you a, have challenge. a challenge. Then In there's the, gifts. Gifts. Gift giving. So you're
0: saying that people express their love through these languages? Yeah, you
1: see, what I give you is what I expect to get, in the love language. That's basically what it is. What I give you is what so, I expect. So, to for get. example, let's
0: assume you have a, a a lady who likes giving. Yeah. And the man's love language is words of affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm. They need to study each other.
0: Otherwise, yeah. they run to problems. You run because to the problem. one because the guy gives,
1: the guy will be saying many things. Nice. Thing. But the lady, it means nothing until you give her a gift. And the, and the guy to is not
0: really valuing the gifts. He At wants all. to be told exactly. things that he, he wants, wants to hear. hear.
1: Because he's more of a hearer than see. He won't see. So there's touch, there's voice uh, of animation Then there is uh, attention, having time for each other. Okay. Quality In time. Quality time, you know, you've and got to have that. So gift you need to steady your... You need to, study you need to study steady each other. We all have to. Even your kids as well? Oh, children, yeah. My, my children, they are very different. The two girls, they're very, they very, very different. different. Very, very different. How the younger you, one is Hagi Tachi. She can touch you like 10 times. How long long
0: did it take you to discover the difference in your kids?
1: Well, you know, thankfully for me, I've read a lot of these books around temperaments and personality types. One of the books that I love so much to read is Understanding How People Misunderstand You. Okay. So that then
0: helps you know the behavior? I mean,
1: it's just like somebody who's doing finance. He reads finance books. He reads the latest articles or journals Mm -hmm. on finance. Why? Because you want to be better. And we all are a bundle of strengths and weaknesses. Now, the other thing with families is conflict. Good. We need to creatively manage conflict. Not prevent not well, I like what Michael Hinepa once <laughs> said, he said in Africa we are trained to avoid conflict <laughs> not to manage it and it's true because I mean, we when it comes, you don't know whether <laughs> we'll be alive by the time it ends <laughs> so you better avoid it it's because of the way we go about conflict we, we are too high handed dracodia other, and we fight, end up destroying the each other and yet he said this is the person you love, You know, so we've got to be creative with how we manage conflict. conflict how do we do this, mm-hmm. we must understand that we ourselves are prone to conflict Mm-hmm. And there are many, many things we do that hurt others without knowing. Mm-hmm. So when the person gives you a feedback, you need to be more sober, gentle, and considerate to receive what they have given you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you are prone to. Especially, like, I'll go back to the cholerics. They are prone to conflict. Mm. Very much so. Mm. Now, if you have a perfectionist spouse who is melancholy, okay. they're also prone to being perfectionists. So every time you do something... You There's always nitpicking and sometimes easy. you think you're nagging. Mm-hmm. I remember on Farm Life one time, one guy said that the wife has been nagging, nagging. And then Dr. Hobson reminded him, can you look at it again? Flip it around and see it as a call for help. Yeah. yeah. When you look at it, instead of saying nagging, and you see that it's call for help, mm. you notice that you become creative. A couple shared their story once with us on Farm Life, where, again, I'll go back to that, where this guy had some feud with a wife, and he's not supposed to work on Saturday, so he decided to go and work on Saturday. He drove wow, out, yes. speeding out. So, whilst he was listening, we were actually discussing conflict issues, and he then he tuned into in. Farm Life. He tuned into Farm Life, <laughs> you know, listening, and it. we are discussing this. this anger, anger that destroys. Anger that destroys. Because <laughs> there's anger that is constructive, and there's anger that, that, that destroys. And then he listened carefully. He realized that the anger that was in him, that is simmering, is anger that destroys. Mm. Not one that builds. Quick question about anger. So there are two people, some people say,
0: there are some people who not who tolerate a lot of things or they'll keep it and then one day, day they time. just flip. Blow up. And there are some people who will tell you, Charlie, I don't like what you've done. They forget it those, those are, two extremes. are two extremes and then there are people in the middle. What's the advantage of the other the the, the two
1: you sides? See for the one who is forthright there's a tendency for you to use words that later you regret. And the one who bottles up, maybe the day that you want to respond, you it will be too late. Go bring day. extraneous matters. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, know. Exactly. exactly. So, so we need to be somewhere in the so middle. So we need to be creative again. I mean, it's like mm. anger. Anger is part of our lives, mm. reality. I mm. mean, anger is not always sinful. It's what you do with anger. Mm. Um, that that, to sense. that So And this guy, uh, as he was listening, he mm. decided to drive back home. Okay. So he got there, and then the wife said, why are you back so early? So. said, I left something. And the guy the woman asked, what did you leave? He said, I left you. Oh. End we of fight. A, end of <laughs> end fight. Of the That's fight. the thing. It, it, so, he was creative powerful. with his conflict. And yeah. we can all do that yeah. when we take a step back. Mm. Uh, you know, uh Forbes said that when you are angry, store water in your mouth. <laughs> because I'm I'm here to find That's somebody who too. is angry and has spoken and never regretted what they said. It's true. You may not regret all, but some you of regret. it you will regret because you will always go overboard. You would abroad. have wished you had not said certain things. Yeah, it's true. And the tendency to go overboard, we are all prone to it. But let me
0: ask you so again a lot of men would leave the house mm. and decide that it's going to watch football or it's going to sit under <laughs> some beer bar and drink. I mean how do you manage that? Because that could also lead to a further wedge, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean he doesn't want to stay home and argue. Mm. So he just sits in the car and goes to meet his friend and say Charlie open up the vex me.
1: That's that that comes to another one. Painting a portrait of your family members. Uh, giving them you nicknames. have to put it down. I'll Talk about give them, it. Give, them give them nicknames. <laughs> the portraits we paint. You see, many have quoted it famously. He who fights and runs away. Fight hey, some people day. refer to his mask <laughs> <No. laughs> is coming back. Some call them Wujafuko uh, and all Fou- those and kinds uh, of things. Uh, <laughs> you see, <laughs> what is magadia I do
0: not understand. Know Uh, So, don't paint a portrait. Don't paint a a negative portrait portrait of of your spouse spouse. to other people.
1: To other people. Mm -hmm. You see, there's a difference between when you are seeking help. Mm -hmm. That's different. Because there you have to be generous and detailed in your assessment of the issue. Mm -hmm. So, you must speak the truth. But when you are painting a portrait to your parents... Mm-hmm. to your brothers and sisters, yeah, that's it. to your colleagues, mm-hmm. to your friends. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll go back to scripture. Those who read the Bible, they love to read Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. But there's something striking there. He says that when you see the woman's husband, you notice him. How do you notice him? It's a portrait. Mm-hmm. We all paint portraits of our spouses. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Here you are in city. Mm-hmm. You discuss your wife, mm-hmm. lovely wife to richest guy. Mm-hmm. And the I know him, he's not that generous. He <laughs> 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 so will be forthright with you. <laughs> Chale, honest brutal <laughs> and sometimes very harsh. I tell you. So you paint a picture of your wife, <laughs> then the next day <laughs> <time, laughs> You see, <laughs> you, you have painted a picture of your wife. Yeah, yeah, man. And <laughs> portraits our spouses Chale. and family Chale. members. Chale. So my question has always been this what portrait have you painted, <laughs> painted <laughs> of your family? to others. Because that portrait you paint Mm -hmm. is how they will treat and relate with them. Very important. They will never treat them better than the portrait you painted.
0: very important.
1: And so families paint portraits to others. And we all have to be able give attention mm. to that. So let's
0: try and see if we can wrap up. So building blocks, harmony,
1: you've explained that.
0: Friendship, you've explained this. And this must all deliberately built. Yes. Adjustment, which is important. You did a bit on temperament and love languages. Then conversation as against just communication for informal versus formal. And then you said conflicts. You learn how to deal with conflict. Manage conflict. Manage creatively. conflict. No,
1: don't escalate. Don't escalate it. Yeah. Writing um, and uh, so talking. Sometimes notes, journaling English. is yeah. very, very helpful to be able to yeah deflect the pressure. Okay, on. we haven't
0: had time. Ben. can I have the audio for this program? Just go to ctfmonline.com. Audio on demand will be there. Effective living series. Today is day four of our week three. Fine. Can I get Amos's number? The man talking on effective living will let you know how to get Amos. Ben ask your guest, is it right to disclose a salary to your spouse? And also, do you have to disclose every help offered to your extended family to your spouse? Christian Ameko
1: from Temak You see, third parties become a threat mm. when the couple don't have a good bond.
0: Yeah.
1: But when you have a good bond... If I can naked myself before my spouse, what else am I hiding? The principle of naked and unashamed Mm. is very, very important. There's a difference between when you work. For instance, my phone has a lock, but it's not because I mistrust my wife, but because I carry people's stories, some of which are her friends. So you have to qualify people to access it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you have a spouse who deals with people... Confidential information—you have to be discreet. I've seen parents give their phones to children, and children access information about other people. It's not right, and that actually shapes their views and values mm-hmm. as they grow. Okay, and so we can keep the family as a family. And I usually would deploy what I call family, using family as an acronym. So the question he asked about salary—you
0: can part, It's not an issue it's if the two of you have established yeah, trust.
1: If there's transparency, and especially for women. Open book is a thing. Many men are closed books. Mm. And when you do that, the woman then gets into a state of second guessing. So you need to build trust in a way that... Trust must be formed. And trust built is before marriage, not in marriage. Not in marriage.
0: So build before. Build before. Bernard, my seven-year-old is huggy. He's a son. He's Hagi touchy. Should I be worried? What no, don't I be do? worried. I mean... That's just how, just how they are. This is just how they okay. are.
1: In today's world,
0: people begin to <laughs> disconstruct War, yeah, these worrying, things yeah. into other things. Good morning, yeah. Bernard. I'm happy listening to your resource person. As a matter of fact, I've always... I always don't want to be serious when I'm home with my family. And anytime there's friction between my wife and I, I feel so bad because I don't get to be funny at that period of time. So he wants to create a convivial yeah. atmosphere at home.
1: You need that. I mean, and it's not everybody who is humorous. Mm. and not everybody can take humor mm. so you've got to know the fabric of the person you're dealing with in your home to know whether or not they are the kind that will accept humor or not
0: mm. but how do you draw the line between being uh, play like you are playful, um, playful and also being dis- disciplined the kids you see
1: parents mm-hmm. must use the carrot and stick approach Okay, and I have a principle which says that don't critique if you have not commended okay There are too many of us who are willing to critique. And some go into criticism, actually. Mm -hmm. Because critiquing is not the passing. Okay. Yeah. So you can be playful. You can be humorous. You can be interactive. And you should draw the line at some point. I I gave a certain equation which Josh McDowell shared. He says, rules minus relationship elicit rebellion. I'll act that. And Rue, relationship ruse with rules minus relationship, relationship. relationship. This is rebellion. rebellion. And many, many, many rebellious young boys and girls, I've worked with teenagers for 30 years, so I know, I hear them tell me, too much rules. Don't do,
0: don't do, don't, 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 do, don't do, 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 do. It's all
1: about don't, 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 don't. Mm. And then they rebel mm. to test
0: your Your response that's why sometimes you have pastors kids rather go off track because the man didn't build a relationship and he says everybody morning devotion everybody come to church it's like
1: this whole church thing is (laughs) taking you away from me (laughs) to hell with you and your church the second equation is relationship plus rules elicit positive response i like that so you need to first start the relationship before you start putting in the boundaries limitations, because human beings are such that we always want to take liberties I love this. And you need to put boundaries. And with children, you've got to do it as they mature. Mm. Because every child at every stage and age is different. Okay. And liberties you give to a 20-year-old, you don't give to a 2-year-old child. All right. But those liberties we have can live here. Them. I need to say that Amos
0: is on City FM every Saturday morning with Farm Life, hosted yes. by Letitia. And Amos is with Dr. Hobson, Mike Mensa. It's a three-set and they do it one and half a half hours. We quartet. Uh, yes, a quartet. Uh, they do it uh, every Saturday from 7.30. 7, 7 a.m. 7 to 8.30. So you can change A lot of the things he's saying here that you haven't heard before, he says them quite routinely on the on the program we'll, we'll bring Amos back on a neutral day this is just effectively <laughs> series, so i hope it's piqued your interest enough to learn more Amos, give me your facebook page or your oh is this my name amos kevin annan
1: A M O S K have been told not to say amos because it's a jewish name and it's Jews. amos amos okay, so me myself i struggle to pronounce it amos kevin not kelvin kevin mine is kevin annan one word hyphenated yes and They Amos. will find you on Facebook. Oh, yes, I'm they, can very send you, active. they can send you um, very, very active. Um, I have two Facebook accounts one is a fan page, the other is my private. So they can send you email questions. Yeah, everything. so if you see the one which is cases, that's my page, but if you see the one with uh, capitals beginning, that's the real Amos. Fair but enough. Are the fake ones too, there. Fair, fair enough. Amos, I didn't thank know you. I was that popular. You're a big man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me, Ben. I wish you all the
0: best. Great.